Hare Krishna, today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Amrit Madhvi Mataji from Bangalore, India and Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5.18.8 So please take over the call Mataji, Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Now uh, before we start let us pray Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narutamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudirayet Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavatyuttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki ಶ್ರೀಮತಿಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತಸ್ವಾಮಿಚಿತ್ರಾಮಸ್ತೆಸ್ವಾಮಿಚಿತ್ರಾಮಸ್ತೆ
you are advised to engage in the devotional service of Krishna, the son of Vasudeva. Every living being within this material world has a strong desire to enjoy matter to his fullest satisfaction. For this purpose, the conditioned soul must accept one body after another. And thus his strongly fixed fruitive desires continue. One cannot stop the repetition of birth and death without being completely desireless. Therefore, Srila Rupa Goswami describes pure bhakti as follows. Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana karma dhyanavritam anukulyena krishnanushilanam bhaktiruttama One should render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord Krishna favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruitive activities or philosophical speculation. That is called pure devotional service. Unless one is completely freed of all material desires which are caused by the dense darkness of ignorance, one cannot fully engage in the devotional service of the Lord. Therefore, we should always offer our prayers to Lord Narsimadeva who cared here and at Kashipu the personification of material desire. Hiranyakashipu, the personification of material desire. Hiranya means gold and Kashipu means a soft cushion or bed. Materialistic persons always desire to make the body comfortable and for this they require huge amounts of gold. Thus Hiranyakashipu was the perfect representative of materialistic life. He was therefore the cause of great disturbance to the topmost devotee Prahlad Maharaj until Lord Narsimadeva killed him. Any devotee aspiring to be free of material desires should offer his respectful prayers to Lord Narsimadeva as Prahlad Maharaja did in this verse. So you can see it is the verse, important verse, the most important verse and the verse that we devotees who are also not yet pure because of our material desires, we should um, pray like Prahlad Maharaj is teaching us to pray by he himself praying in Hari Varsha along with the residents of Hari Varsha. Now, um, actually, uh, this is the uh, you know chapter where we are seeing different Varshas where different people are praying. We saw in the first verse, fifth verse, prayer of Hayashirsha by Badrashrava in Badrashrava Varsha. That was from first verse to fifth verse. And seventh verse to fourteenth verse, Lord Narsimha is being prayed by Prahlad Maharaj in Hari Varsha. That is seventh verse to fourteenth verse. We will see how many verses we can cover today. So it's a very nice day, being Ekadashi. And if we can pray nicely on this, why are we doing Ekadashi? Because we want purification. Why purification? Because we want Lord to perfectly land and settle in our heart and relax in our heart. So Ekadashi is the most um, auspicious day to get our work done quickly. On this day, how will our heart get purified and how will Lord settle in our heart and relax in our heart eternally? How is that possible? If we pray, without prayer nothing is possible. 
how to pray so we should follow in the sat tatat karma pravartanat we have learned in nectar of instruction verse number 3 it says that we should always follow the footsteps of great acharyas so here pralad maharaj is as a leader teaching us as an acharya teaching us how we should pray to lord narasimha dev so that you know um, i would like to refer contents from bhagavad subodini also to make things very clear so we are seeing seventh verse to 14th verse mm-hmm. lord uh, narasimha is being prayed by pralad maharaj in the hari varsha um, a place called hari varsha in jambudvipa so um, in the eighth verse you know in the seventh verse we are just hearing an introduction like how pralad maharaj is praying now is going to start his prayer along with the residents of hari varsha there he worships pralad maharaj worships lord narsimha deva along with the residents of hari varsha by chanting which mantra the mantra that which we just now read so that is how exactly he starts his prayer so it's it's a very nice um, very nice verse to start on this auspicious ekadashi so what is he doing in the verse number 8 when he says om namo bhagavate narsimhaya he saying respects to lord narsimha then he says namaste tejas tejase means the source of all power avir avir bhava means please appear in our hearts that's exactly what i was telling to you now on this ekadashi we want lord to appear in our heart so here pralad maharaj is also begging the same thing see lord cannot appear by our um, our capacity right lord will appear when we beg him to appear so how to beg him to appear you know um, if we beg him in a very impressive way what is the most impressive way the way pralad maharaj has begged because for pralad maharaj he appeared right not just in his heart but even outside his heart as narsimha deva so if we just pray like pralad maharaj then the lord will appear in our heart how to pray like, like lord um, like pralad maharaj that's what we read now that is what is there in 5th canto 18th chapter verse number 8 it says avir avir bhava means please appear in our hearts vajranaka vajradamstra means he saying he possess nails and teeth like like thunderbolts how a thunderbolt shining such a light you know even the dark place Uh, becomes lit by the flash of light just that flash of the thunderbolt is enough to light up the entire night time you know it it it, it becomes so much uh, um, crystal clear for us to see with the thunderbolt so so the lord's nails and teeth are like thunderbolts Chuck. you know you can see the light light in each of his teeth each of his nails just imagine how much of dazzling brightness it must be karmashayan randhaya randhaya means kindly vanquish our demoniac desires for fruitive activity are our de- desires demoniac the question is when we just desire that i want to eat ice cream in the iskons restaurant is it a demoniac desire yes it is because we are desiring to enjoy but if we think as krishna's prasad i want to enjoy then it's at least better but when we are thinking that um, i want to enjoy you know i want to enjoy uh, if you forgetting that prasad is offered to krishna and you are thinking now i am going to enjoy it you know forgetting the fact that that becomes um, um, self gratification desire 
whatever is to gratify our senses is demoniac, whatever. We may not be thinking of killing someone and eating an ice cream by the death of a person, no. We just thinking we want to eat ice cream, but it is demoniac. If we don't remember, this was tasted by the Lord and to, um, and to please Him, I'm honoring what are His remnants. That's why we say, we don't say we eat prasad, we, we should say we honor prasad. Why honor? When we say eating prasad means it's for my enjoyment, it becomes demoniac, even though it's prasad. Na? Because we are only forgetting Krishna and we are thinking of our enjoyment. But if we are thinking we are honoring prasad, though we want to enjoy it, we must, we must start saying the word honoring prasad. Honoring means what? After the Lord has eaten and he's left it for us. Now if we don't eat, it will get decayed, right? If we don't eat. So we have to, um, we have to, for honoring the Lord's uh, remnants, we have to eat it for, for the sake of honoring. So we say honoring prasad. Then it is not demoniac desire. You see, we have to be very careful. That's why we are saying karma shayan, randhaya, randhaya means kindly vanquish our demoniac desires for fruitive activity. Fruitive means even to eat is a fruitive activity. Even to watch a movie, which is not having any Krishna conscious topic, a material movie, that is demoniac. We may be just not harming anybody. Sitting in a room and watching in our television, but it's demoniac. So, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, destroy our such demoniac desires. Tamo grasa grasa om swaha and drive away our ignorance. Remove those desires and drive away our ignorance. Why? Because with, with ignorance only we are fighting with people around. Then abhayam, abhayam, atmani, bhuishta, om krasham, means by your mercy may we become fearless. You see he's saying abhayam, abhayam, atmani, bhuishta, om krasham, means by your mercy may we become fearless. Means First, remove our uh, demoniac desires and uh, drive away our ignorance. Uh, he's saying, please enter our heart first. He's saying, enter our hearts. And then these are the wordings. Um, actually, uh, we have to pray to Lord Narsimadev because we all have these terrible demoniac desires. Because uh, most of our desires, when we think that, ah, now I will go and shop from that uh, shop, fresh vegetables would have come now. You know, and if I uh, buy, it will be very tasty. Today, I am just going to buy some corn and I am going to uh, whistle it up with um, water and it will be sweet by itself, American corn, and then I am going to put some uh, salt and pepper and um, offer and eat. When we think that offer is just one word, <laughs> everything is I, I, I. Uh, so that becomes demoniac, you know. But if we think that for the Lord today, uh, we will give a different menu. We will give him nice corn, <coughs> nice corn, and then mm, that I will honor today. Uh, so then that is a little better version of our um, demonic desire gets purified. You know, it's a better version when we think of Lord, 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 and one sentence should be that then I will uh, honor the prasad. You know, so. <coughs> Today I have to take some jaggery in between, in between because I am having a little bad throat, don't mind. Mm. Yeah. And then, that is a summary actually in Bhagavad Subodhini. Let's see now what purport Prabhupada is pressing on. Okay. He makes it very clear. He says that um, he refers on um, fourth canto, 22nd verse. 
um, they gave because they wanted to please her and get some secrets like uh, what is her secret that she keeps Krishna under her control because they felt always Lord, their husband Krishna is um, not Lord Vishnu sorry uh, their husband the Dwarka wives of Krishna in Dwarka they were worried why he is always calling out Radharani under the gopis names so they wanted to you know um, do some buttering of Radharani so they went and gave hot milk but then and this other blisters he says because you fed her hot milk if she is given hot milk, uh, how you got blisters? Because um, the hot milk passed through the, her chest and in her heart only my lotus feet is there. Nothing else is there. Let's say only my lotus feet got um, blisters. You see, in Radharani's heart there is lotus feet. So what should we have? You know, She is our uh, leader. Mm-hmm. She is our um, guru. She is our guide. Because of her we are doing anything. So if she is having only lotus feet of the Lord, then... What are we supposed to focus on? We are supposed to focus on lotus feet, just like Prahlad uh, Maharaj did. Prahlad Maharaj is focusing on the lotus feet. He's um, he's admiring the toenails. He's admiring his um, nails in his hand and his teeth. Everything is dazzling like thunderbolts. And and so he's praying that please, you know. See, it's it's told that when we um, approach. Um, uh, superior like Guru or Krishna, you know, we have to first glorify them and then we have to place our request and then again we have to glorify. And Plad Maharaj is exactly following that, um, you know, that um, protocol or whatever you call it, you know, that particular uh, way of um, doing it. So, first is, you see, okay, offering pranam and then he is glorifying the teeth and nails of the Lord. And soon after telling that, means nails are meant for killing, right? So he indirectly is saying, like how you killed my father Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu was representing you know, all the metallic desires. And we don't have to look down upon Hiranyakashipu because every one uh, of us have Hiranyakashipu in our heart. Means material desires. You know, Hiranyakashipu is representing material desires what we have. You know, and Hiranyakashipu, the embodiment of or a vigraha or a statue of all material desires, you know, was torn apart by the by the dazzling nails of Lord Narasimha. So here we are begging that the same kind of Hiranyakashipu is in our heart too, in the form of all material desires. So please, if you are begging, you know, we have to learn to beg like Lord Please, oh dear Narasimha Dev, your nails are dazzling, your teeth is dazzling. With your nails, please, Tear open the Hiranyakashipu like material desires in my heart and destroy it, you know, and destroy my ignorance and please appear in my heart, you know, by driving away the ignorance. And that is possible only if you are costlessly merciful upon me. Please be merciful upon me so that I can, you know, um, fearlessly serve you, even though this material world full of struggles. Please, you know, let these struggles not not disturb me. Please, these struggles, let it not create fears. And because at the time we are fearful of mental struggles, we are not remembering the Lord, right? So please take away that ignorance, take away that fear, take away that mental desire. Means whatever is there that is an obstacle between me and the Lord, remove the fear, remove the ignorance, remove the mental desires, so that I can always engage in your devotional service. So this is what is, um, you know. Um, being stressed here um, 
uh, in this verse, yes, Prabhupada. And then um, Prabhupada also um, tells that, you know, that to stop the repetition of birth and death, Rupa Goswami has told. So initially now he spoke about how to just do devotional service so that these things will go. Then he's saying, you know, you should just be doing devotional service just for the pleasure of the Lord. You know, uh, under the order of one spiritual master, if we are doing, you know, um, all the devotional services just to please Krishna, not even for our purification, just to please Krishna, then that is pure devotional service. So initially we are asking to remove ignorance, remove desires and all that. Then, you know, um, then Prabhupada is explaining that actually pure devotional service means you are going on doing it just to please Krishna under the instruction of spiritual master. So, so pure devotional service, when it becomes pure devotional, you know, if if we are doing it um, under the instruction of our spiritual master, each of us who are initiated, we have promised to Guru that we will do 16 rounds. So, um, and Guru Maharaj wants that we do 16 rounds and follow for regulative principles. So, since Guru Maharaj wants that, if we are doing that, just for the pleasure of Guru and for the pleasure of Krishna, both together, whenever we are chanting, our intention should be to please both Guru and Krishna, both equally. You know, not no one is less, no one is more. So um, there is a reference verse, but I don't remember in Bhagavatam only, which says that you know Guru and Krishna should be um, should be uh, prayed. You know, uh, for actually, means both are equal. You know, both for us, for our disciple. You know, we should um, we should always do every devotional service with um, uh, keeping in mind that our Guru should be pleased and Krishna should be pleased. So if we are doing like that, then what will happen? Then that becomes, um, and if you're doing that, that took to only to please Krishna, then that becomes pure devotional service. So to come up to that standard, you know, we can initially pray like how Prahlad Maharaj is teaching us to pray. Prahlad Maharaj was a pure devotee; he was doing only pure devotional service. But this is how he is teaching us to pray, so that you know all our materialist desires will be dis- destroyed in one go. <coughs> then the ninth was Canto five, chapter eighty, verse number nine. Swastiastu Vishwasya Kala Prasidatam Dhyayantu Bhutani Shivam Mitodia Manaschabadram Bajatad Adhokshaji Aveshyatam no Madhir Abhi Haituki Translation by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. May there be good fortune throughout the universe and may all envious persons be pacified. May all living entities become calm by practicing Bhakti Yoga or by accepting devotional service, they will think of each other's welfare. Therefore, let us all engage in the service of Supreme Transcendence, Lord Sri Krishna and always remain absorbed in thought of Him. So, see, Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Before reading the purport, I would just like to, you know, uh, once <coughs> go to the Subodhini, which gives a short cut summary of the purport. Then we'll read the purport. So, Canto um, 5, Chapter 18, Text Number 9, um, Bhagavad Subodhini. May everyone be non envious by practicing Bhakti Yoga. It, it gives a word to word meaning actually. Swastyastu Vishwasya Kala Prasidatam means. May there be good fortune for this universe and may all envious persons be pleased. Okay, then 
Dhyayantu Bhutani Shivam Mitodhyan means may all beings meditate by their intelligence on each other's welfare. See, when each other's, so all of us should pray for everyone else's welfare. And we all should also pray for envious persons to be pleased so that they won't trouble us much. And they won't fall down. The more they trouble devotees, they go away from Krishna even from next birth. They may go away. Manaschabhadram bhajatad adokshaje avishyatam no matir api ahetiki. May the mind, may the mind become calm by practicing bhakti yoga and may our minds be absorbed in the Lord for without motivation. So you see, he is um, begging the Lord to make our minds also calm. Why? You know, if our minds are disturbed because of ignorance, we can't focus on the Lord. So we should also ask for calming our mind. How? By practicing bhakti yoga. May our minds be absorbed in the Lord without motivation. We should not ask for anything out of bhakti. Now let's read this first purport. <coughs> I need some more jaggery just so that my throat also be specified. I beg Lord Narasimha to specify my throat also and let me to go on with as many verses as possible. The following this verse. <coughs> Describes a Vaishnava. Vancha kalpatarubhyascha, kripasindubhya evacha, paditanam pavani bhyu, Vaishnavebhyu namunamaha. Just like a desire tree, a Vaishnava can fulfill all the desires of anyone who takes shelter of his lotus feet. See? Radh Maharaj is a typical Vaishnava. He prays not for himself, but for all living entities the gentle, the envious, and the mischievous. He always thought of the welfare of mischievous persons like his father Hiranyakashipu. Radh Maharaj did not ask anything for himself. Rather, he prayed for the Lord to excuse his demoniac father. This is the attitude of a Vaishnava. Always thinks for the welfare of the entire universe. Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavata Dharma are meant for persons who are completely free of envy. Parama Dirmat Saranam. Therefore, Lal Maharaj prays in this verse, Kala Prasidatam. May all the envious persons be pacified. See, <laughs> the middle world is full of envious persons. But if one frees himself of envy, he becomes liberal in his social dealings and think of others' welfare. Anyone who takes up Krishna consciousness and engages himself completely in the service of the Lord cleanses his mind of all envy. Manascha Badram Bajatada Dokshri. Therefore, we should pray to Lord Narsimha Deva. To sit in our hearts, we should pray, Bahir Narsimo, Vrudaye Narsimo. Let Lord Narsimha Deva sit in the core of my heart, killing all my bad propensities. Let my mind become clean, so that I may peacefully worship the Lord and bring peace to the entire world. Srila Vishnu Thakura has given us a very fine purport in this regard. Whenever one offers a prayer to the Supreme Personality of God, one always requests some benediction from Him. Even pure Nishkama devotees pray for some benediction as instructed by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shikshashtaka. Ainanda Tanuja Kinkaram Paditamam Vishame Bhavam Budao Rupayata Padapankaja Pitaduli Sadrisham Vichintaya O son of Maharajananda Krishna, I am eternal servitor, yet somehow or other. I have fallen into the ocean of birth and death. Please pick me up. 
from this ocean of birth and death and place me as one of the atoms at your lotus feet. See? In another prayer, Lord Chaitanya says, Mamma Janmani Janmani Ishware Bhavatat Bhaktir Ahayatitvai Life after life, kindly let me have Oh my Lord, love and devotion at your lotus feet. Lord Sip Lotus Feet. And Prahlad Maharaj chants, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudev Narsi Maya. He prays <coughs> for a benediction from the Lord. But because he was an exalted Vaishnava, he wants nothing for his personal sense gratification. The first desire he expressed in his prayer was Swastyastu Vishwasya. Let there be good fortune throughout the entire universe. Prahlad Maharaja thus requests the Lord to be merciful to everyone, including his father, a most envious person. According to Chanakya Pandita, there are two kinds of li- en- envious living entities. One is a snake, another is a man, like Hiranyakashipu, who is by nature envious of everyone, <coughs> even of his father or son. Hiranyakashipu was envious of his little son Prahlad, but Prahlad Maharaj was the benediction for the benefit of his father. Hiranyakashipu was very envious of devotees, but Prahlad wished that his father and other demons like him would give up their envious nature by the grace of Lord and stop harassing the devotees. Kala Prasidatam. The difficulty is that the Kala, animus living entity, is rarely pacified. One kind of Kala, the snake, can be pacified simply by mantras and by the or by the action of a particular herb. Mantra Shadi Vasha Sarpa Kala Kena Nirvaryate An envious person, however, cannot be pacified by any means. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj prays that all envious persons may undergo a change of heart and think of welfare of others. How beautiful, you see. If the Krishna conscious movement spreads all over the world and if, by the grace of Krishna, everyone accepts it, (coughs) the thinking of envious people will change. Everyone will think of welfare of others. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj prays, Shivam Mitodhya. Shivam Mitodhya. In material activities, everyone is envious of others. But in Krishna consciousness, no one is envious of anyone else. Everyone thinks of the welfare of others. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj prays that everyone's minds may become gentle by being fixed at the lotus feet of Krishna. Bajitad Adokshaji. As indicated elsewhere in Srimad Bhagavatam, Savaimana Krishna Padaravinda Yo. And as advised by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita 18.65, 18th chapter was 65, Manmana Bhavamad Bhakta. One should constantly think of lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Then one's mind will be certainly cleansed. Cheto Darpana Marjanam. At least always think of sense gratification. But Prahlad Maharaj prays that the Lord's mercy will change their minds and they will stop thinking sense gratification. If they think of Krishna always, everything will be alright. Some people argue, that if everyone thought of Krishna in that way, the whole world, <coughs> whole universe would be vacated because everyone would go back home, back to Godhead. However, Srila Vishnu Chakrata says that this is impossible because the living entities are innumerable. If one set of living entities is actually delivered by Krishna conscious movement, then the set will fill the entire universe. See, the tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the whole thing, as you can see, is very nicely. Um, only one thing is stressed. Only one thing. What is that? Envy. 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 And in between, Prabhupada even says, you know, that actually um, most of the people in the material world, in fact, all, all people in the material world are envious. 
unless they become devotees. <coughs> so, so here Prahlad Maharaj is saying that, you know, by begging Lord Narasimha Deva, Prabhupada is saying, by begging Lord Narasimha Deva that please specify the envious people. <coughs> what happens is, actually everybody are envious. So when we say, please envy, um, specify the envious, then when they are specified, then they will automatically, when they are no more envious, they will think of the um, welfare of others. See, as long as <coughs> we are wanting to do sense gratification, we have a competition. As long as we want to entertain our senses, we have a competition because there will be others who want to entertain their senses. Suppose if there is a nice pizza at home and if there are 10 children, only one pizza, then everybody are interested in their sense gratification, then there will be a fight for it. But if everyone are into serving others, if they are totally non-envious, one pizza, 10 children, totally non-envious, then they will always think that yesterday I got a little bigger piece, I think, let the others take today, it's alright, I can take I can take the last piece, no problem. No? Everybody will think like that. Everybody, then they will not want, nobody will want to take the big piece. Everybody will want to take the small piece. Everybody will want to. So, you know, it is like, the minute we stop thinking about ourselves, then we are automatically thinking of others. The mind either thinks about ourselves or it thinks about others and Krishna. It's not possible to think about others unless we start um, loving Krishna, unless we start doing devotional service to Krishna. That's why Israel Sarabham Prabhu had told once, you know, all the devotees are also, forget about the materialists, materialists are anyway envious. All the devotees are also envious. To what extent? If if a devotee is 99% having Krishna praying, you know, is 99% focused on pleasing Krishna in his uh, routine, then 1% is envious. If the devotee is 20% uh, focused on pleasing Krishna, then 80% is envious. So, <clears throat> it is the complement. 100 minus the percentage of how much devotional service you are doing to please Krishna. 100% minus the percentage of how much you are doing devotional service to please Krishna. Whatever remains is that much percent we are envious. So, if you want to reduce the envy, what we should do? Like what we learned in the previous verse, do devotional service. Do so much devotional service. You know, if, if we can do 100% devotional service, then we are 100% envy free. Prabhupada Maharaj is 100% having love for Krishna, love for Lord Nasimha. Therefore, he is, a, you know, um, he is knowing the you know, beauty of being envy free. Therefore, he is begging the Lord, please make everybody envy free. <coughs> I have to eat jag. <coughs> Sorry, sorry for the breaks that I'm taking today. Um, <coughs> so it was all about, you know, um, Prahlad Maharaj preached and Prabhupada emphasizes that Prahlad Maharaj actually is such a nice Vaishnava, true Vaishnava. That is why you see he is only praying for everyone else. He's praying for the whole world. He's praying for all the envious. Means he's praying for everybody. The good people, the envious people, and the miscreants. The mi mi like the like his own father. Prabhupada says, Prabhupada Maharaj is such a, um, see, 
why is Prahlad Maharaj praying? You, you know, um, oh, that's why Prahlad, he's a Vaishnava. Why Vaishnavas pray? Because these Vaishnavas, hmm, the best part is, they are all the time surrendered to Vishnu or Krishna. Vaishnavas. So if, if, a, if a person is all the time surrendered, all the time doing devotion service, all the time thinking of pleasure of Krishna, he knows that Krishna is always happy. Krishna does not need my service to become happy. But still, because Krishna has given me energy, Krishna has given me assets, Krishna has given me situation, Krishna has given me people, therefore, uh, since he has given me, I am going to use it all in his service because it all belongs to him. When we understand everything belongs to him, and Krishna has mercifully given me for my survival, then if if you know that something is belong to somebody else, we will not even use it, right? When when we know that, if, if at all you give, if at all Niti Gopal Prabhu gives me his uh, diamond uh, daughters or sons, you know, uh, diamond um, chain or a diamond ring with me, and he says that you please keep it uh, because we are going for Yatra and coming, uh, please keep it for four days in your locker, then definitely I am not going to wear it around and go around and think it's mine. I will keep it very, very safely in the locker. Uh, and when he comes, I will first give it off and it will become a big uh, headache gone like that. Uh, because it's a responsibility, you know, to take care of someone. It should not get stolen from my hand. It's the most dangerous thing. So I'll never use it for myself. But when it comes to the husband, when it comes to my daughter, given by Krishna, why do I think that they are belonging to me? And why do I think of... Um, taking all their, you know, <laughs> all their energy and everything in my service. Why? That is what is the, you know, problem, you know. Uh, that is why if, if we are devotees and if we know that, actually just like a diamond necklace or diamond um, chain, whatever, Ithikopal um, Prabhu gave it with me to protect. If I am seeing that as, um, as his property and I am not touching it, not using it, I should not use, you know, uh, my husband or daughter in my service. I should not use. I should not um, take any of their things, but uh, it it doesn't go like that. We need his. I need my husband's money to get the grocery, um, and I need uh, Krishna given energy to me to be used to keep my body and soul together. So Krishna has mercifully given free of cost. I didn't pay to Krishna, you know, um, one single rupee, one single dollar to get a husband. I didn't pay to Krishna. I didn't pay to Krishna to get one daughter. But he has given me free of cost. And it, it is, they are all theirs. They are not mine at all. They are not mine. So then, um, and I need their assistance to uh, survive myself. They need my assistance too for their survival. Because I have to, when I cook and serve, then my daughter will get her food and she can go and study in the school, college. Mm. And when she does good and when she assists me, it helps me in doing my services to Krishna. So what we should do, we know that these people are not ours. My own energy is not mine. My body is not mine. It's Krishna's. But still I'm using it uh, to taste some nice jaggery, you know, when I'm talking to you. Mm? I'm using it. Why? Again, so that my service to Krishna should not be interrupted. My service to Krishna should not be interrupted. That's why I'm stuffing my mouth with so much of jaggery pieces so that we can continuously glorify um, Krishna, which he actually deserves. You know, he deserves glorification all the time. But see our tragedy, we just glorify occasionally. He is the one who provided us everything. If you understand that, that everything belongs to Krishna, then we know that even the envious people are Krishna's people, but they are only suffering in ignorance. And they are not knowing that they should be using everything in Krishna's service. Then what we will feel like? We will feel like praying for them. Krishna, please, um, please, you know, 
give them also, you know, remove their ignorance from their heart, remove their envy, pacify their envy. That's what Prahlad Maharaj did, pacify their hearts, um, do good to all the living entities, let them all become devotees, like that. So Prabhupada is saying, if in this world, you know, everybody becomes um, Krishna conscious, then everybody will go back to God, then what is the use of universe? So uh, Prahlad, Prabhupada is saying, Vishwa Chakravarti Thakura said that it's not going to happen. Because even if one batch of people who are right now there will go, there will be someone in the spiritual world who is wanting to enjoy separately from Krishna. That's another envy only. Why Krishna should also enjoy? If he didn't enjoy and only I enjoy, that's envy. The minute they get envious, they come down. That kind of many people are um, keeping on um, generating in the spiritual world. They keep coming down and the, those who have literally learned their lessons, they keep going back. So this is an ongoing process. So that is why, uh, you know, our prayers also should always be there. Let all the people in the material world, let them, let their envious, be, envious hearts be pacified. Let them all do devotional service. Let them all be happy. See, Prahlad Maharaj was um, doing that like that. Prabhupada is appreciating. See, you are such a nice Vaishnava. That's why, because these Vaishnavas are going on praying, that's why they end up fulfilling the desires of everyone else. What's the desire of an envious person? To be happy. You don't be happy, I should be happy. But when a Vaishnava prays that, may you be happy. <laughs> you know, may your envy be pacified and thus may you be happy. Then what happens? He becomes happy. You see, his desire is fulfilled. So that is why Vancha Kalpatarabhya is chanting. These Vaishnavas are all desire fulfilling trees. And that Prabhupada is glorifying. So this was all about um, how Prahlad Maharaj, being a Vaishnava, is all the time not praying. He didn't ask anything for himself. Only thing he did was he prayed for the others. So we have to follow in his footsteps. We also have to, first of all, one thing is that we have to engage in devotional service all the time and we have to pray to Krishna all the time because Prabhupada says, even a devotee prays. <coughs> what, what is the devotee's prayer? Ainanda Tanajakinkaram. He's saying that, please, um, hey, son of um, Nanda, you know, make me your eternal servant. Where? Give me one place in, your, in the food dust of your lotus feet. That's enough. There you keep me as one atom. That's enough. May I keep serving your lotus feet. That's enough. Radharani is only thinking of serving lotus feet. What what more should we think of? We should also do that. So when we do that prayer and when we become you know a nice devotee, then we cannot see others in distress. Then we will end up praying huh, that let all of them be happy. And then we are actually following the footsteps of Radha Maharaj. Good, we finish this and we still have ten minutes. And um, I don't know if um, we can cover one more. It, it's a short verse. We'll try it for that. And to find chapter 18, text number 10. Magara daratma javitta pandusu sango yadisya bhagat priyeshuna yaprana vritya paritushta atmavan sidhyati aduramna tatindriya priya. Translation by Shula Prabhupada. Can you find chapter 18, text number um, 10? By Shula Prabhupada, Jaya Shula Prabhupada. My dear Lord, we pray that we may never feel attraction for the prison of family life, consisting of hope, wife, children, friends, bank balance, relatives, and so on. If we do have some attachment, let it be for devotees, whose only dear friend is Krishna. A person who is actually self-realized and who has controlled his mind is perfectly satisfied with the bare necessities of life. He does not try to gratify his senses. Such a person quickly advances in Krishna consciousness, whereas others who are too attached to material things find advancement very difficult, whatever. Actually, I am also reading with you today. Um, somehow I was uh, preoccupied with other services to our Shishan temple and I 
didn't get time. But such a beautiful verse. I am very happy that we got 10 minutes to finish this one. You see, right attachment leads to perfection. That's the title. I'm just reading this um, um, highlights from Bhagavad Subodhisattva. The title is, so the previous verse title was, May Everyone Be Non-Envious by Practicing Bhakti Yoga. So that is the previous title. And the eighth verse um, title was, uh, Obeisance to Lord Narasimha. Ninth is, May Everyone Be Non-Envious to Practicing Bhakti Yoga. And verse number 10 is, Right attachment leads to perfection. So attachment should be to whom? To the those devotees whose only dear friend is Krishna. Means we should look for such devotees who are totally dependent on Krishna. Or if you don't find such people, we should look for. We can mm, we can hear Prabhupada. Prabhupada's only dear friend was Krishna. Our respective gurus, you know, we can be attached to because their only only friend will be Krishna. So mm, then attachment to guru means we can be attached to their teachings. And following um, their teachings, that's like being attached. So now let's 10th verse, 5th canto, 18th chapter, 10th verse. Magaradharatmajavitta bandhushu sangho yadishyad bhagavad priyeshuna means may we never feel attraction to home, wife, children, friends, bankers, relatives. May we have attachment only for devotees. That is the verse. Then, yapranavritya paritushta atmavan siddhyati adhuramna. The Indriya Priya, satisfaction with the bare necessities of life and a controlled mind. See, satisfaction with bare necessities of life. Whatever minimum we have, we should be satisfied. And whatever we, we are provided through our job, etc. Job coming from, you know, father's property, ancestral property. Whatever we have got, be satisfied. We didn't get anything, be satisfied. Whatever we have, be satisfied. And have a controlled mind. Then help with perfection in bhakti, which sense enjoyment impedes. Sense enjoyment is an obstruction for everything. You know, we cannot get a um, controlled mind with sense enjoyment. We cannot get perfection in bhakti with sense enjoyment. We cannot be satisfied with bare necessities of life. But, you know, it's all possible with perfection in bhakti. So that is the highlights of this verse. Says Bhagavad Subodhini. Now let us see what Prabhupada is saying in the um, purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Canto 5, Chapter 18, verse number 10, purport. When Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was requested to explain the duty of a Vaishnava, a Krishna conscious person, he immediately said, Asat Sangatyaga, e Vaishnava Achara. The first business of a Vaishnava is to give up the association of persons who are not devotees of Krishna and who are too attached to material things like wife, children, bank balance, and so on. Prahlad Maharaj also praised the personality of God that he may avoid the association of non devotees attached to the materialistic way of life. But if he must be attached to someone, he prays to be attached only to a devotee. A devotee is not interested in unnecessarily increasing demands of sense of sense gratification. Of course, as long as one is in the material world, one must have a material body. And it must be maintained for executing devotional service. Body can be maintained very easily by eating Krishna Prasad. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 9.26 Patram Pushpam Palam Doyam Yumi Bhaktya Prayachati Tadaham Bhakti Upavritam Ashnami Prayatatmanaha If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit or water, I will accept it. Why should the menu be unnecessarily increased for the satisfaction of the tongue? Devotees should eat simply as, as simply as possible. Otherwise, attachment for material things will gradually increase and the senses being very strong this will require more and more material enjoyment. Then the real business of life to advance in Krishna consciousness will stop. This is the point. See, now Prabhupada mm, is nicely explaining mm, 
he starts with the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's request. He says that, you know, we should be very attached to devotee association. Very, very important. When we are attached to devotees, you know, um, we will be we will be uh, selflessly, lovingly serving our spouse and children, no doubt, and our parents, no doubt. But our heart, where it should be, you know, heart should be attached to um, uh, those devotees whose hearts are attached only to Krishna. Our heart should be attached to those devotees whose hearts are attached only to Krishna. And how do we know whose heart is attached to what? Can you say where my heart is attached to? Can I say where your heart is attached to? No, we cannot. Therefore, the safest people is Prabhupada and and our spiritual masters. So how to be attached to them? Let us just hear their lectures. And let us just, you know, try to live by the instructions given by our spiritual master and given by Prabhupada and given by the books like this Srimad Bhagavatam. So if we should our heart should be attached to Krishna himself. You know, uh, how to be attached to Krishna? You be attached to Krishna's instructions. Where is it? It's in Srimad Bhagavatam. It is in Bhagavad Gita. So let us be attached to the instructions of Krishna. Let us be attached to the instructions of our spiritual master. Let us be attached to the instruction of Prabhupada. So this is one way of um, getting attached to Krishna. And another thing what we should do is, we, our heart should be attached to those devotees whose hearts are only attached to Krishna. Krishna means to Guru and Krishna. And Shastras, Guru Swadhu Shastra, whosoever heart is attached to only that, only that, nothing else, we should be attached. What happens if it is like that? Then, you know, we will be actually um, not increasing the demands of sense gratification. Otherwise, even as devotees, you know, what? Uh, once I got to know that we should not eat outside, then uh, I forgot the restaurants. But then slowly, after one, two years, my daughter gave up eating out when she was eight years or something. Then I felt bad for her and I started cooking as many tasty dishes, googling in YouTube and all that. And I was trying to, I, I learned how to bake cake, I learned how to make ice cream because poor girl was not eating anything from outside. So I wanted to make and feed and I was feeding her because she's a small girl, you know. I didn't want her to fall prey to those things which she gave up after a few years just because she was not eating it at all. Then what happened to my surprise? After she gave up within one year, Govinda's restaurant, you know, which gives Iskons Prasad, opened in Dubai, you know. We were in UAE that time, Sharjah. Sharjah, Dubai are all very close neighborhood. Very uh, Within uh, 40 minutes, we can travel from here to there. So we we ate at Govinda's and it was, it was so delicious, differently delicious compared to our home-cooked food. Compared to the food, prasad that we were getting in uh, Sindhi Hall in UAE. So, um, you know what happened? Our desire started increasing. See, we had controlled our desire. We had given up eating out. Now when Iskon's restaurant opened, our desire started increasing. It started demanding. Then, um, every once in, because uh, I saw that uh, my Prabhuji didn't mind taking us out um, once a month or thrice in two months. He didn't mind that, that frequency. So, when two, three weeks passed, then we are remembering, can we go to Srinathji? Then he says, okay. And then we go, because he knows we are not eating anything outside. So he was also happy that we started eating something at least outside. Because he would eat outside. He was happy, so he was happy to take. And we were happy to enjoy. We would eat starters, soup, sabzi, roti, rice, 
whatever possible, ice cream, <laughs> and sweet, whatever available, so many things, you know, we nicely eat and pay the bill and we get out, always, whenever we go. Now, what is this? This is what Prabhupada said. You see, devotees should as eat, eat as simply as possible. Otherwise, attachment for material things will gradually increase. See, we gave up eating outside. But we started eating in Govindas. You see, I don't say it is wrong, but I am saying the fact that how even in devotees, the demoniac desire is there to enjoy in, in me, how it is there, that I also want to enjoy by eating. You know, And how I fall down, you see, uh, that, that may be your story also. You know, attachment for metal things will gradually increase and the senses being strong will soon require more and more of metal enjoyment. Now, after coming to Bangalore, it was not there. So we, we started missing the Govindas, but then we got used to it, to not eat out. Then what happened, you know, the nice wonderful couple of um, our, you know, means a um, nice couple, our god brother, god sister from um, M, you know, Muscat, you know. Prema Padmini, Her Grace Prema Padmini Mataji and Vijay, His Grace Vijay Gvino Gopal Prabhu, they also came to Bangalore and to our great surprise, they also opened his restaurant, Srinathji's. Oh, now what? So if you see, I mean, even, uh, Her Grace Prema Padmini Mataji keeps giving class in this everyday chant group. Hmm? So many times she used to give one day before me, actually, in this in this group every month. So, um, her their restaurant opened and, uh, and then after they has opened, few branches of that, you know, by different devotees opened. But all that closed during Corona time. But Mataji's restaurant is still open and all devotees are getting home delivered uh, prasad from their Srinajis most of the times. And we also are not an exception. We also look forward to go and eat there. You see how our uh, how our standard has fallen down, you know. We were, uh, we were able to survive without any hotel. Now, you know, because it has opened, now we are enjoying. And I remember learning in our Bhakti Shastri, our teacher had told when we, when he said, no eating out means only in ISKCON restaurant we can eat. He said, why should we eat even in ISKCON restaurant? You know, are you eating to keep body and soul together? Or are you eating for the taste of the tongue? We said, taste of the tongue. Then that's not what is recommended. You know, you, Prabhupada says, you should eat as minimum as possible. You know, you should eat as minimum means, uh, you should not be running after uh, palatable food, you know, all the time. We should be eating as simply as possible, you know, so that we can focus. And because why we should not eat in ISKCON, why we should avoid, I don't say don't eat, I am also eating. Why we should avoid eating in ISKCON restaurant? Only ISKCON, the Sunday feast prasadam you should eat, you know, because it's cooked by the devotees, for the devotees. But this is cooked by the materialist cooks in ISKCON restaurants generally. We have materialist cooks and it is cooked for all the materialists. So what happens when we eat that is, um, uh, it's cooked by the metalists, so their cooking consciousness will go into it. If they're not happy with the salary increment, even that will go into it. And we also will learn to be dissatisfied. And that's what Prahlad Maharaj said, that may we be satisfied with whatever we have, right? See, he says that a person who is actually selfless and who has controlled his mind is perfectly satisfied with the bare necessities of life. But you see, when we eat prasad cooked by someone, who is a metalist who is dissatisfied with the salary, we also tend to become dissatisfied. Therefore, it is better we avoid. Otherwise, it's just a Prabhupada saying, we should eat as simply as possible, you know. So, I'm sorry, we could only cover three verses and it's already 53. So, um, I could not complete up to the 14th verse because they are little long, actually, each one is long. 
So another Shta wants another devotee to come and speak these things. Um, so the conclusion of this particular verse is that um, we should not be eager to increase the demands. See, nobody, no devotees are eager to increase the demands of uh, tongue. Nobody, no devotee is wanting to increase the sense gratification. But as Prabhupada is saying, by eating extravagant food in the restaurants of ISKCON also, forget about eating out, that is anyway terrible. So that also will increase our needs for material enjoyment. Therefore, eat as simply as possible and focus more on devotional service. How to quit this is, you know, if you can um, really do so much of devotional service which is very dear to you, like suppose somebody likes to hear lectures, you focus on doing more of hearing of lectures and less of cooking palatable prasad. Make prasad very basic, simple prasad and offer to the Lord. And then and give all your time for doing some nectarian devotional services. Then what happens? Our desire from uh, eating gets shifted to uh, desire, greed to get connected to the Lord. You know, desire to enjoy material senses gets uh, replaced by desire to um, always be absorbed in Krishna's thoughts. So that if it should happen, you know, to be absorbed in Krishna's thoughts, we should be engaged in Krishna's devotional activities which are dear to us. If we don't like um, hearing lectures and if we are only trying to hear lectures, we may not um, easily develop. But if we like to cook prasadam for the Lord or if we like to do deity decoration, you know, we should do more of deity decorations here. Whenever we get, we should do it. In our house also, we should do nice deity decoration. And we should plan for deity decoration. And what other sevas we like? We like to hear kids and then we should keep on hearing. If we like to hear lectures, we should keep on hearing lectures. Whichever seva you want to do, whenever you are getting little extra time, free time, do that. And, and when you are um, asked to do some seva by superiors, just do that whether you like it or not. But we do it with the uh, heart to please Krishna. Because uh, seva that has come through the instruction of superiors, if it is done to please Krishna, that becomes pure devotional service. Shuddha Bhakti. We all want Shuddha Bhakti. So whenever we get an order to do preaching, like uh, when I get an order from Skype duties like you all uh, to do preaching, I always accept it because I think it's my Guru's instruction coming through you devotees. You know, that um, though I'm not qualified, I'm being allowed. So I'm doing it as a um, service to my spiritual master and I'm trying my best to do it as nicely as possible by asking the Lord First, when I pray, I when I pray, I will be visualizing. Generally, 99% of the, I must say 100%, but I don't know if I have forgotten sometimes. But 99% of the times, what I do when I pray in the beginning is I visualize that I am um, bending my head as I bow down below my Guru Maharaj's lotus feet, and I'm rubbing my head below his foot feet so that I get some food dust, so that I may be empowered to speak what he wants me to speak so that he may speak through me and it may benefit to all of us. So with this intention I uh, start and I try my best to cover whatever I understand by Guru's mercy and I speak. And uh, so what, uh, you know, um, if we are doing that way then it becomes pure devotional service. When we do it as instruction of Guru and if we are doing it to please Guru and Krishna, that is pure. If provided, we don't have any other motivation behind. Like I should not be looking for name and fame or um, wealth or you know nothing. Should I be looking? Nothing. There should be only one desire that anya abhilashita shunam. There should be no other desire other than you know anukuliyena krishna anushil. That is 
that this devotional service should be pleasing to Guru and Krishna. That's all. If that is the mood, then it is pure devotional service. So if we are doing like that all the time, you know, one is that you do the uh, one is that you do the seva given by the devotees, thinking it's Guru's instruction. Other times you do all those sevas which are very, very, uh, very, very dear to your heart. Like if you love hearing, hearing kirtans, keep hearing kirtans. If you love eating nice prasad, keep cooking nice, nice prasad for the Lord and offer and eat. You know? um, at least that way we will get purified you know, to come to the stage of hearing Krishna Kata. So somehow or the other, if we end up in hearing Krishna's kirtan or Krishna Kata, that will be um, more easier to you know, meditate on Krishna actually. Um, anyway, so if we are focused on that, then what happens? Then automatically uh, we will not be troubled by sense gratificatory desires increasing in our life. So um, this was the summary of this particular verse. So all three verses summed up initially, Prahlad Maharaj prays to Lord Narsimadev and uh, Prahlad Maharaj uh, says how his uh, teeth and toes are all dazzling like the thunderbolts. And he's saying, uh, immediately after that he's saying, please, you know, with the same, uh, same nails, uh, tear off my material desires and uh, uh, please, you know, um, uh, remove the ignorance and remove the fear so that you may settle in my heart, so that you may appear in my heart and be in my heart. So the one who is carrying Narsima in his heart is teaching us how to pray. So, uh, and then we see the heart of a Vaishnava. You know, how Prahlad Maharaj is not asking after that, he's not asking any benefit for himself. He's saying, let all the envious people's hearts be pacified and do good to all the living entities in the world. That's a Vaishnava. He is wanting the good of even the envious and even the mischievous people like his father. He, he didn't ask for punishment for anybody because he feels that if everybody are pacified, then they will all end up doing welfare activities and they will do things which are pleasing to Krishna and that's exactly what he wants. That's the heart of a Vaishnava. So we should develop that heart. And, uh, you know, uh, when we try to develop that heart, one thing is that self-gratification may increase in our life. Therefore, uh, you know, focus on eating some simpler um, menu and um, go less frequently to Govindas and indulge more frequently every day in those devotional activities which will actually help you to get absorbed in Krishna's thoughts. So this way we can try to purify on this auspicious Ekadashi. Let us pray that may all these qualities which Prahlad Maharaj is himself uh, praying for, you know, um, may it be our qualities. May we have Prahlad Maharaj's qualities. Let's pray to little Prahlad. Please bless us all to become like you. And please bless us all that we may pray like you from our heart for all the envious people, for all the other uh, living entities, for everyone around, so that they also may lose their envy and their hearts be pacified and um, they also may get devotion to the Lord and they also may do in welfare activities for everyone else. You know, welfare activities means of Krishna consciousness for everyone else so that golden age may begin soon. So we will beg Prahlad Maharaj, is the best time to beg, begging that will end the session. Any comments or any questions, you are most welcome. Um, I am sorry I had not prepared for this, but somehow Guru and Krishna spoke. And lastly, yeah, it is told, uh, His Holiness Radha Govind Maharaj was saying in a lecture, um, that I don't know whether I told you people, um, he said that um, when uh, he talks about the... Um, Cows, calves being, uh, you know, these little Krishna and um, little Balram, they hold the cow's tails, you know, 
and they run around and these people don't leave their hand and they cry ah oh, help 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 and then maharaj says you know the meaning is cows are called as go go means senses also you know so which means um, we people we have our senses so cows were not holding krishna krishna was holding their tail balram was holding their tail right so uh, our senses also you know they cannot hold krishna now my tongue cannot talk about krishna and your ears cannot hear about krishna but because you and me we have desires to speak about krishna and hear about krishna that is why krishna mercifully holds the calf's tail you know like that krishna mercifully comes and perches on our tongue and our ears and he enters our hearts and um, he does all the activities which we are desiring to do you know he is a sanctioning doer we are only desiring doers bhagavad gita also says that karta vidhi manyate we are not the kartas you know uh, we are the desiring doers and um, krishna is the desiring he is a sanctioning doer and uh, three modes of nature are the executing doers executive you know means um, like uh, when i am coughing uh, i would not be able to speak but uh, very passionately i took out some jaggery pieces and i put it in the mouth so the passion you know passion is also helping me to speak passion is helping me to cover as many verses as possible you know like that executive doers you know um so uh, all these um, metal modes uh, but in case of pure devotees it is not the three modes of nature it is yoga maya you know um, that is krishna's spiritual potency will help in uh, doing their duties so like this you know um, so we have to only desire to do service to krishna and even if it is chanting are we chanting we are not chanting krishna is coming on our tongue himself because we desire to chant so desire is ours so then if we chanted attentively should we think that ah today i chanted nicely no i did not chant nicely i desired to chant nicely that's why krishna came and he allowed the mind to focus on him so we are never the doers so these these things if we can correct in our attitude then we will progress far far more means is i am the doer and is now did i speak no because i desire to speak to fulfill the order of our everyday chant group devotees um because i desire to speak krishna made me speak so in the process if i have missed something because i had no time to prepare if um, you have uh, some points you can always add it now that will be your comments thank you very much if you have any questions you are welcome or if you have to speak something in addition to this you are most welcome hari krishna thank you so much for this sweet opportunity given to me on this nice ekadashi so i also got some benefit extra benefit thank you dear devotees for all the love with which you are calling me every time hari krishna hari krishna madhari dhanut naam jai shri prabhupad so many wonderful points uh, when he was mentioning uh not all devotees <laughs> will be uh, krishna consciousness they will be on the devotees in other planet they will have the wishes and they will come and the srishti will keep going but i was thinking because of mercy of silaprapad batch of the devotee going back home back to god will be bigger this time <laughs> <laughs> yes because it is golden age that's why it, it has to be bigger but prapad yes. was yeah there's so many wonderful point mother ji thank you so much for touching on the uh, prasadam point 
yes that's you know we should not be too much you know uh, attached to the you know, palatable prasadam mm-hmm. the whole prasadam we should be you know very simple i like that because hearing uh, these points you know it helps to you know calculate in our life and try to follow it and uh, yes. another yeah another point mother ji as you mentioned how prahlad maharaj gave this teaching teaching to others so i was thinking uh, similar uh, same time you know even the having difficult speaking but you are the right example of teachings of prahlad maharaj even you have you have helped you know you still keep going even though you know you are trying to somehow you know engage in the krishna even you are going through difficulty that was wonderful example mother ji thank you so much Oh, that's so sweet. Our glory is to Pralad Maharaj, our glory is to Prabhupada. Um, yeah. Yes, it was, throat was troubling me, but I also added with Pralad Maharaj's prayer, right? I told him, may he also remove my throat problems and allow me to talk as long as I'm expected to talk. It worked. My throat irritation stopped. It was troubling me so much. So it's very nice. And also, Prabhu, that Prasadam, na, that even if i am telling you that it is um, you know we should not we should be attached to simple prasad but i myself i love to make some nice palatable um, offering to the lord and i myself love to eat even though because i am also reading it now um, but you know what um, though i knew it that we should not be attached still that attachment how the attachment will go that is why i emphasize that point that uh, if we are uh, spending more time in getting absorbed in seva then only it becomes easy to come out of the desire to eat palatable prasad means we should get something more palatable to our soul then it is possible if, if we get something very very palatable to the soul then um, then if um, cooking extraordinary prasad itself is taking away our time to um, uh, to really be in the absorbed seva you know if if cooking prasad becomes an abstraction in our absorption in krishna conscious uh, services like hearing or something like that then we will end up cooking simple prasad so first we have to we cannot immediately give up the desire to eat palatable prasad if at all we are having that interest the only one is that we can add the desire of that how we can really get into absorbing services like hearing krishna katha or hearing krishna kirtan or, or doing something for krishna which is very absorbing for each individual soul you know when we do that then we'll even forget like how when people watching cricket between india and pakistan they forget eating they forget drinking they forget sleeping they forget everything you know they forget everything like that <laughs> we should indulge in such services of krishnas where we forget eating and drinking like parishit mara said that bhagavad katha is so nectarian so nectarian that i was a person who was feeling so much i never tolerated hunger and um, thirst that's why i went through the dead snake but i also you know i don't feel the need for eating and drinking because krishna katha is so amazingly nectarian so that point is what we have to now seriously follow only then this prasadam focus will come down otherwise we can desire to bring it down but somehow prasadam focus will pull us down only so we have to now focus on how and where we can get into some services which will really be absorbing in krishna's thoughts thank you for highlighting that point prabhu so i got uh, krishna made me speak something little extra to help because you are thinking of that i thought if you also this uh, registered this point in mind probably it will help you to um, apply that and this is the point that i also have to apply even in fact i love 
eating delicious prasad so much. That's a demoniac desire in me. So we have to keep praying. Another thing is we have to keep praying that please take away our uh, demoniac desires. Like how Prahlad Maharaj did. So these two things, one is praying and one is endeavoring in absorbing Krishna conscious um, services. That's all. Thank you so much Prabhu for highlighting that point. I got a chance to highlight um, the remedies. Hare Krishna. That's wonderful point, yeah, that's wonderful point, Mataji. If you develop the higher test, then the prasadam test can be go down. So we can have the test of relishing Krishna Katha or Kirtan or some service which is more palatable or testier than the prasadam, then we will not be yes. too much too much thinking about prasadam. Thank you so much, Mataji. Thank you, Nitegobar Prabhu. Thank you. So nice to hear from you. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Anybody else has any comment or uh, question? You can ask. Hare Krishna Mataji, Madanat Pranam to you, Shiprapat ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to hear from you after a long time. Uh, it seemed for me and uh, you know how in, uh, in uh, you know like in the one of the places I was also reading that uh, before the class that you know the enviousness is uh, compared to the snake. So Prabhupada has given us such wonderful examples. Uh, mm. You know, like a snake is always hissing and wants to, you know, uh, bite. bite. And our nature is also like similar kind. We all have that propensity is there in us, you know. So mm. uh, think of this like, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we say that everything that we have got in this world is coming from Krishna only. Like, mm. uh, you know, I was hearing one class and I heard that you know, the first handshake was done by Vishnu and Brahma. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then that is how the handshake started, you know. He was very ah. impressed with the Lord Brahma. And uh, so Vishnu came and shook hands with him. And so, yeah, everything is coming from Krishna. Like, you know, our... So uh, now we also say that, you know, the um, enviousness is one thing which there is no substitute. You know, love and hate. There's always something. Mm. And, uh, we have to shed it out if we have to go back to Godhead. So in mm. what way does enviousness uh, has, since everything is coming from Krishna, then mm. is enviousness the only thing which is not coming from Krishna? And if it is coming from there also, you know, like, uh, then uh, can you relate some story or something in connection to that? So we yes. can understand. Yes, Mataji. Everything, like how you said, handshake, I didn't know that. Thank you for that very beautiful point. I wish to know in which canto we can get that particular leela, where they're shaking hands. Heard, so very nice. Yeah, I heard a lecture of Radhisham mm. Prabhu. So oh. I'm sure it is some bona fide. <laughs> yes, it's bona fide. But we should know from where it came. And then yeah. we can also quote it with, with reference. But it's very beautiful. Um, so, uh, this uh, particular, you, you asked me, first of all, it's wonderful to hear from you. Your question is always there. If you are there, your question will be there always. So, now you're back again. So, I thought, today I'll get one question from her. <laughs> and immediately you asked. So, it was very nice to hear from you. And you're asking about envy, whether it came from Krishna. Yes, it did come from Krishna. Because it's very, 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 very famous. Who is Radharani? Radharani is coming from Krishna. And envy is also, you know, she is showing so much of envious anger. Means, uh, what you say, it is for Parakirasa or whatever. Uh, that uh, when Krishna, uh, by chance, you know, gets caught by um, Radharani's um, unknown twin sister, Chandravali. She does not know that is her own sister. 
And so she is considering Chandravali as her enemy to that extent that she says, hmm, when I see this Chandra, I get so angry or something like that because he reminds me of Chandravali like that, you know. And whenever Krishna is seen by Vishaka or Lalita, Saki, you know, or rather and his two um, best uh, friends, you know, uh, Sakis, you know, they go and tell Radharani, hey, I saw Krishna is with the, why did Krishna not come here? We have decorated so nicely the Kuncha. Why Krishna didn't come here? Radharani asked. Then Lalita Vishaka says, we saw he is stuck with, he is with Chandravali enjoying in her Kuncha. Huh? She is enjoying? Immediately envy in Radharani. <laughs> Maan, anger, everything, you know, she pulls and tears all the, you know, uh, swing and everything and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, she cries and she goes home thinking, now when I see this Krishna, <laughs> you know, like that. That that anger, of course, is only to um, entertain Krishna. You know? It is not done with real hatred for Krishna. It is to, so that then when Krishna comes, somehow he escapes from Chandravali. Actually, even he is passing by, sometimes Chandravali people will catch. And Krishna is so sweet, he does not say, I don't like you, you know, I, will, I like only Radharani. He does not say, because Krishna does not have liking for anybody uh, and Radharani is his own self so there's nothing like liking not liking he is the same you know he liking himself is perfectly all right so um, what happens is Chandravali is also Radharani is only expansion so now when uh, she catches now Krishna is very nice to everyone so he is wanting to please Chandravali also though he is not looking for Chandravali so when Chandravali calls him then he also you know um, hesitate to say no to her Therefore, he acts like he is also very happy to meet her. And Chandravali also actually is pulling Krishna because she knows that Krishna is more happy to be with Radharani. And he knows that uh, Krishna is very happy to be with Radharani. And if she diverts him towards herself, then Radharani will show her anger and that will entertain Krishna even more. And then when they meet, Radharani and Krishna meet, their reunion will be even more sweeter after this anger Leela. So this all, what is this? You know, just because he got delayed, you know, in coming, he was only focusing on coming and meeting Radharani, and by mistake he, Chandravali people saw, and he goes and uh, you know tries not to hurt them, and he he tries to be nice to them, and then he escapes from them, uh, you know, after some time, and then he comes by the time he's already caught, uh, you know, by uh, Lalita and Vishaka and they complain and so. Here they don't even wait for Krishna, you know. They get angry, they tear and they go. Isn't this kind of envy? But that is spiritual, you know, world. And that envy is different from this. Uh, and uh, it's told that, you know, 15th chapter, it says that, you know, whatever is this, you know, is this material world, is just the ultra reflection of the spiritual world. You know, material world is ultra reflection. Means their envy and anger are all very much um, in uh, uh, with with the intention of pleasing Krishna in different different ways, in different different um, you know moods. Um, but here envy and anger is a perverted version of the same thing because it is a reflection of the spiritual world. Therefore, um, uh, it it will not it is not to please Krishna, but it is it is about hurting ourselves. You know. It's like if we are envious, we are hurting ourselves. The other person won't even know we hurt ourselves. But there when you are envious, the other person gets to know and it is to entertain the other person. And uh, we are not hurt. Radharani is not hurt because she is doing it only to please Krishna. She is not at all hurt. 
if she thinks that if Krishna is pleased with Chandravali, then it's very good. But she knows that if she will show anger, then Krishna will be even more pleased. Therefore, she is doing that. So her envy is not hurting her. Her anger is not hurting her. Uh, but it is uh, entertaining Krishna. It is pleasing Krishna. It is giving spiritual excitement to Krishna. Um, it is a spiritual thriller, uh, Leela, for Krishna. Uh, spiritual adventure for Krishna. But here, when we are envious and angry, then it is very depressing. It is very heartbreaking. It is bringing out all negative vibrations from us. And it hits others and we also get back some negative vibrations. So therefore, envy is very much coming from uh, Krishna's Radharani. Radharani has come from Krishna. And you asked for a Leela and this was the Leela that we discussed. And um, what else you said? That's it. Um, you just asked for that. So envy is um, the quality perverted version. And so therefore we are all um, suffering with envy. And envy, I told you that, um, you know, Envy will go. You said how envy can go. You know what Krishna, you know, the answer is when you increase Krishna Prema, envy will go. I told that uh, because I, I told whatever Sarvam Prabhu, his great Sarvam Prabhu, a very, very um, uh, elderly disciple, you know, I don't know whose disciple he is, but um, he is quite 60 plus. Uh, he is uh, born in Pakistan, Brahmana family and He's been worshipping deities in, in his childhood and doing Ratyatra in his childhood. And, and now he became Iskons, um, you know, up at his young age and he was a doctor by profession. And he's going on preaching, 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 probably all over the world. So you all may be knowing him. He's the Sarabham Prabhu. And he said that if envy is there in all the devotees, he said, and it will go when prema increases. You know, if, if a person is 30% having Krishna prema, then 70% he is having only envy. And if, he, if, a, if a devotee is having 99% Krishna Prema, then 1% he is still having envy. So Prema, Krishna Prema has to become 100%. Then only you know, the whole envy will be gone. And how can one have Krishna Prema? Uh, so I, I told you what I heard from His Holiness Radha Goen Swami Maharaj, that even chanting we are not doing. Krishna is coming on our chanting tongue and chanting happens because we are desiring to chant, because we are desiring to become devotees, whatever we are doing, we are doing. So now, whenever we just desire, we should desire to just please Krishna by doing different devotional service. And Krishna will give us ideas. And Krishna will himself make us do, or he said, Radhagund Maharaj said that Krishna personally comes and uh, holds on to our senses. Like, he comes and enters our eyes so we can see Krishna. Otherwise, our eyes cannot see Krishna, he said. Our ears cannot hear Krishna, our tongue cannot chant Krishna. But if Krishna wants, he will come. When will Krishna want? He will not force himself. He has given us free will. If by our free will, we are desiring to become a devotee, we are desiring to become a 16-rounder and take initiation, then Krishna comes on our tongue, you know, just to um, uh, facilitate our desire and uh, to help us to go back to Godhead, to fulfill our desire, because Krishna doesn't want to force himself. So if we desire to do more and more pure devotional service, absorbing pure devotional service, then we have to, whenever we have extra time, like while cooking we have all the time, we can be doing those devotional activities parallel like hearing kirtan or hearing lecture, whatever we love to do, let's do it. Then what happens? Then automatically we will be absorbed in Krishna's um, thoughts and that is nothing but, and that too if we are doing that to please Krishna, that is Krishna Prem. 
so like that if we can get engaged in um, absorbing thoughts of Krishna's more and more then we will get that much Krishna Prema then that much uh, envy will be gone means if we have 99 if we increase to 99% Krishna Prema then we'll still be left with 1% envy and the only way to do is to get 100% Krishna Prema and as I told you even 1% Krishna Prema we cannot generate in our heart we have to just beg Krishna when we keep begging Krishna Krishna gives us Prema for him Krishna, when we beg Krishna Prema, forget about Prema, we can say please make me engage myself in completely Krishna conscious um, services where I am totally absorbed in your thoughts but I should be doing it only for your pleasure and for nothing else only for your pleasure and Guru Maharaj's pleasure and for nothing else if you are begging like this every day to engage us in very absorbing thoughts then you know at the time we are absorbing Krishna's thought, that time we are not disturbed by envy. Rather than if we can expand that absorbing um, consciousness to more and more time in our 24 hours, to that much time we cannot have envy. And up from morning till we rest, if we can uh, beg for absorbing Krishna conscious activities, and if we are successful, then we can be fully during that time free from envy. And at night time, if you are doing absorbing Krishna conscious activities throughout the day till night then in night Krishna will also give us Krishna conscious dreams if you are fully in Krishna consciousness Prabhupada said then we will get only Krishna conscious uh, activities in our dreams also so uh, when it is possible not if you are superficially engaging in Krishna conscious activities but in absorbing Krishna conscious activities if you pray for indulging us in absorbing Krishna conscious activities then it is possible that we will be free from envy Yes, um, I think um, this is my answer to you, dear Mataji. Hope that helps. Anybody else has any questions or comments? Yes, Mataji. Thank you so much for your answer. I'll push Srila Prabhupada. Anybody has any comments or uh, questions? Chitra Gidwani Mataji from UAE this some I knew some Mataji who was um, Gidwani family actually and uh, our uh, she left the minute I picked up her name she was from UAE when Gidwani Mataji was there I don't know whether um, all are from UAE I mean some are from UAE here nice nice Mataji to see each one of you she's from USA USA only right yeah yeah okay yeah. fine okay One point I remembered, Mataji, from the few lectures yes. I'm hearing and less reading. Like if we have enviousness or some kind of a negative or hatred or something or towards a person, uh, then, uh, you know, uh, among the devotee community, we should go to the people who uh, don't have that feeling towards them and go and ask them hmm. that what is ah. uh, so good about the, the devotees that you are serving them. So then they will say positive things, you know. And that Radhesham Prabhu said that actually. Yes, yes. <laughs> so is that connected to yes. enviousness too, Mataji? Yes, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. When you when you are not able to appreciate uh, someone, then you can go and ask another devotee friend of theirs or something. Uh, what makes you appreciate them? You know, 
so this way we can conquer envy uh, i thought you asked the question that whether envy is uh, coming from krishna or it is uh, not coming from krishna and if there's any leela so that is why i said that answer but if you want to know uh, yeah uh, i think even you asked how to conquer yeah so this is another point yes what radhasham prabhu says um, that um, you go and ask another person about why you like suppose if you are envious of radhasham prabhu then we can ask someone else who is hearing radhasham prabhu's lectures why do you like him so much <laughs> then uh, that person will glorify go on glorifying if you are not satisfied you can ask other people who are hearing his lectures many others you know go on hearing his glories then uh, he says that our envy will be gone and once i also heard in another lecture that you know with whom we are envious we will not be easily envious with people like radhasham prabhu we will be envious with someone whom we consider as equals like suppose if i am a, a bodybuilder and i can i can uh, easily lift 80 kg weight suppose if i can easily lift 80 kg weight but krishna lifted girigovardhan you know girigovardhan and we will not be envious of krishna we say ah that is krishna what i can do huh? uh and we will be envious of people who you know will be able to lift 88 kg of weight because we can um, suppose if i can um, at most lift only 80 kg and some my equal you know is able to lift um, 85 kg then i will become envious like that you know because little bit oh see this person is better than me like that but we will not be envious of someone who can lift 1000 kg weight you know and will uh, because we think oh that is too much that anyway i can't do we will not compare so envy comes when we are comparing with people also you know so um, if we actually um, that that what like sarvam prabhu said if we actually get attracted to krishna and if we actually indulge in very absorbing krishna conscious activities then we get so much happiness that we will not actually compare with this weight lifting uh, matter only because we want to always lift krishna in our heart we want to carry krishna in our heart we are begging krishna to help us to carry him in our heart so when we are only focused more and more on pleasing krishna then we never compare with our abilities because we know even our abilities are not ours it's given by krishna then why compare krishna gave me 80 kg weight capacity krishna gave me 85 kg weight capacity and if the point is that only to please krishna then how does it matter even if somebody is um, able to carry 80.5 kg you know there's no question of envy because we are not bothered krishna gave that ability so i'm using to carry krishna's things that's all there's no question of envy but suppose if we don't have krishna in our life and we are into weightlifting competition and we want to be the topper and then somebody else becomes gold medalist and we miss by half kg then we become envious means if our focus is not on krishna if our focus is on name and fame or on sense gratification then we become um, you know then we become envious of the person but suppose if your full focus is on pleasing krishna then we will not value we will not even go for weightlifting competition unless they say if you do win in this you'll get some crore rupees and you want that crore rupees for your temple you know because temple construction needs money and uh, you're not seeing any way of getting funds and uh, you want to put your efforts because by using the talent given by krishna for krishna then you will go then if you don't get then also you will say okay krishna didn't um, want me to get that money through this 
maybe he's going to send through someone else or maybe Krishna wants me to look some other ways of getting money for temple construction. So still he won't be envious. Means if our whole focus is how to please Krishna and engaging in Krishna conscious activities, then envy will not trouble us only. But if envy is, if we are not so seriously Krishna conscious, if we are not able to indulge in Krishna conscious services, and if we want to be serious and we are not able to, because we have so much of sense gratification desires, then envy will be disturbing. That time, like how Radhisham Prabhu said, we can definitely ask with others about uh, what is so great about this person. And then we hear good about him. Uh, then that will definitely uh, help us to um, admire that person and uh, help us to not become envious. Thank you very much, dear Mataji, for bringing up this point, um, which I have was repeatedly hearing from Radhisham Prabhu in his different um, leadership seminars and things like that. So, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Mataji. Hare Mataji, Krishna. If we reverse the situation, and we know that some people in our family are members who are uh, not devotees are envious of us. Do we distance ourselves from them or what do we do with them? Suppose Some people who are in our family, in our family who are envious of us. Envious and they are like close, like sister, you know, like in close relation. Understood. Kind of yeah, we have to, we should not see like what is the third verse said, tenth verse. Third means whatever I covered today, third verse. is the tenth verse um, in that um, canto, uh, fifth canto, 18 chapter, th tenth verse. What did it say? It said that Prahlad Maharaj, was um, is advising us to through his prayers to make friendship with those who have only Krishna as their um, yes. resort, only Krishna. So you know, making friendship with those who have only Krishna in their life, that if you give so much importance and so much uh, priority, then we will not have time for anybody else in our heart physically. See, not associate means. Now, if sister is come and come in staying in our house for one month during Corona, she's stuck. And uh, if she's envious, now how to not associate? Means physically you are in the same room most of the time, same house most of the time, same activity you both are doing. But she's very envious about anything, uh, criticizing and um, you know uh, passing sarcastic comments. So to not associate means mentally, mentally keep associating with those friends of yours who have only Krishna as their ultimate resort and the beginning resort and intermediate resort and for everything they have only Krishna in their mind if they attach only to Krishna and Guru if there is someone like that we have to make friendship with them and we have to keep studying their heart all the time uh, so that you know uh, we also meditating on their attachment to Krishna we also get that attachment and then what happens um, we will not have time or uh, our heart will not be inclined only to think about our sister's envious natures, if our sister is envious, like that, you you got it, na? Means we are not going to, um, we are not going to in our mind think about the envious nature of our relative. We should not, never ever entertain even a single sentence. Once you get to know the person is envious, once you get to know, till you get to know, you are not aware. Once you get to know, oh, this is a sentence coming from envy. Finished. One thought came, enough. Stop at that. Now you focus on friends who are having only Krishna in their heart and focus on very absorbing Krishna conscious activities. Even if these envious people are walking around us, keeping on talking in an envious way and like Prahlad Maharaj did, pray. 
pray for the relative, you know, specify their envy in the heart, specify their envy in the heart. Like that by regularly praying. This Prahlad Maharaj, that's what he taught in 18th, 5th canto, 18th chapter, verse number 9. 9 or 8. You know, he, uh, 9 I think. You know, he prayed, please specify the envious hearts. 8th or 9th verse still. So we have to also pray for them. That, that is the way we can, um, though they are physically around us, we can um, be unaffected by their envy. I hope that helps. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mataji. Thank you so much. Sorry. Hare Krishna, Mataji. Hare 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 that you spoke about and uh, the elimination process of the demonic qualities like envy the processes that really delineated and you uh, referred uh, such nice uh, pastimes Radharani uh, how envy is uh, is uh, there that, that uh, I heard for the first time so very very nice thank you so Mataji for a nice nectarian class it's very uh, very Thank you so much, dear Partha Prabhu. Long time seeing you, hearing from you. So nice to hear from you. So nice that you remember all these things are stored. All of you devotees are uh, exceptionally good at remembering things. You remember your process, you are asking questions, adding comments. Amazing. Thank you so much for your nice participation, Prabhu. Thank you so much. Wish you all a happy Ekadashi. All glory to Srila Prabhupada. All glory to my other teachers. Mm-hmm. Actually, that um, 